We're continuing our look into Back to School 2022 this week. We're going to shift to the importance of mental health and just how vital sleep is for students, crucial to overall physical and mental health as they head into the new school year. The pandemic has obviously been an anxious time for many, and that's no less true for kids of all ages. And that's impacted sleep as well, not just for adults. We've talked about that a lot, but for kids too. Studies in the U.S. show that 70% of high school students don't get the recommended 8 to 10 hours sleep they need on school nights. 60% of middle school students are in the same boat. In Canada, overall, it's estimated about a quarter of kids just don't get enough sleep, period. Uh, and it's shown that those who don't get enough sleep, or if you do get enough sleep, it improves academic performance. If you don't, um, you know, it, it leaves you more vulnerable to, to other things, such as chronic diseases and so forth. It also supports healthy brain development. All of this is important. So as we head back into school, we're going to focus not just on mental health, but also on the key role that sleep plays when it comes to good mental health. And to help us with that, I'm joined by the CEO of the Canadian Mental Health Association, Margaret Eaton. Thank you for your time tonight. Thank you. I know you've been focusing a lot on just the whole issue of sleep uh, over the past while. We know that uh, during the early days of the pandemic, sleep became a much talked about issue. It always has been, but it became a much talked about issue. You're focusing now on kids, on students, really. Uh, what is the importance there? Where do you see the problem? Well, sleep is really critical for us to function both mentally and physical, physically. And it's something we should be thinking about as children and youth are heading back to school. So CMHA and Sleep Country wanted to highlight the powerful impact of sleep on mental well-being. Um, I know that just in general, I don't know if you've been seeing this, but we get the sense that, you know, this has been a tough few years for kids. Lots of changes, yeah. lots of sort of outside ominous things going on, pandemic. It must be a time of anxiety for, for kids and sleep uh, must be one of the solutions to that. Yeah, it is an anxious time for children, especially with the amount of change that kids have gone through um, with lockdowns, with um, school being closed um, or not even being able to kind of start their life, like young people wanting to go away to university or college and not being able to do that. And then there's a, an echo anxiety that children have been experiencing. There's quite a lot of research to show the kids are quite anxious about the environment. So it is a time to take a look at sleep. Um, unfortunately, one in four Canadian children and youth are not getting enough sleep. And we know one in five Canadian youth are affected by a mental illness. And oftentimes, um, mental health challenges begin in childhood and adolescence. So paying attention to sleep as uh, a critical function for mental health is really important. Are we seeing it right across the spectrum when it comes to uh, to this problem with sleep for kids? Yes. Well, when they looked at um, research, they were actually looking at kids from the ages of five up to 17. And that was where they found it was all ages um, to to various degrees that um, all Canadian, at least this one, one quarter of Canadian children and youth are not getting enough sleep. I understand one of the big impacts can be for teens, right? Because they're changing and sometimes their sleep patterns change as well as they age and it becomes difficult to uh, to maintain a schedule that's very much been set in place for a very long time when it comes to students, you know, up early and uh, early to early to rise and early to bed, I guess, was the, is the uh, is what it's built around. But it's tough for teens sometimes to to fit into those schedules and certainly difficult uh, for slightly older students. Mm -hmm. Yes, for teens, especially because their bodies and brains are changing so rapidly as they develop. And oftentimes they find they need more sleep. And uh, there does seem to be this trend, too, of teens going to 
bed later and wanting to wake up or, or wanting to wake up later. So some school districts have even started to change the start time for school to try to accommodate the fact that so many teens need more sleep and are having trouble getting it. And we think that's often too because of the influence of screen time. Right, of course. Um, yes, we have lots of uh, lots of evidence of that. There's so much, so many distractions out there. Right, mm-hmm. it used to be back in the day, it was you know maybe a transistor radio, but now you have the world at your fingertips, uh, even in your room at uh, at that mm-hmm. age. Uh, what sort of impact does does a lack of sleep have on mental health and kids generally? Well, we know that um, studies have shown that youth who don't get enough sleep um, actually have um, oftentimes problems with learning, problems with attention. Um, Memory is um, one of the things that's affected by lack of sleep, because while we are asleep, our brains are processing what happened during the day so that we can remember it and, you know, get a great score in that test the next day. So um, memory is definitely one of the things that can be impacted and behavior. Um, Kids who get better sleep are generally uh, not as plagued with behavioral issues. And it just generally having good sleep helps overall mental and physical well-being. Is it something that, I mean, I I think we've always known that, um, but is it something that we haven't maybe paid enough attention to, or is all the changes that have happened in the last 20 years, especially technologically, has it just impacted our old ways of getting kids to sleep? I mean, it used to be, you know, turn off the light, close the door. But now, as you mentioned earlier, there's so many distractions out Mm -hmm. there. Um, There's so many other ways to communicate with people. It's not just the family phone, right? That you could could police. It's harder to police, you know, a personal cell phone or those sorts of things, especially for teens. Yeah, yeah, I know of one parent that turns off the Wi-Fi. You know, at 11 o'clock, all the Wi-Fi goes off. And I thought, well, that's an interesting way to try to control the usage. But that would affect the parents, too. Um, so I do think it is much more challenging than it than it once was. These distractions are powerful. Um, and that whole connection with social media and wanting to keep up with your friends and knowing what's going on with them, I, I think that that can be doubly hard for parents as they're thinking through how do they... Um, create that environment in which kids want to go to sleep and and appreciate that it's important for their health and their success. Are there any telltale signs? Because obviously there are times where, you're, where your kids are tired, that happens. But are there any telltale signs that it's becoming something more serious? Well, I think one of the things is if they really can't get up in the morning, you know, if, if uh, they're sleeping through alarms or you go in to wake them and they're still um, they're still sleeping hard. So one of the things is that not sleeping well or even sleeping too much can be a symptom of anxiety or depression. Um, and so we're really encouraging parents to pay attention to sleep patterns and open up a conversation. You know, it can be um, a fairly benign conversation to ask your child, how are you sleeping? How did you sleep last night? Were you able to fall asleep easily? Did you stay asleep? Um, and these can all be really important clues to state to the state of mind of your young person. So we encourage people to open up the conversation and find out how kids are feeling. That must be a different conversation, clearly, depending on the age of the child, right? Because uh, as yeah. children get older, you know, the, the whole the whole stereotype of, of the teenager not wanting to get out of bed and go to school is a pretty old one. Uh, but one would think when it comes to sort of uh, problems with sleep, that it would manifest itself in a different way, that you could tell the difference between they stayed up too late, they'll be fine tomorrow versus they're not sleeping well. They're just not sleeping well right, recently. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and especially with younger ones, if they're having trouble sleeping, that could be a real sign of anxiety. And so, uh, you know, that's where you can have that conversation and even finding out, are there other physical symptoms? So is, you know, is your tummy okay? How's your stomach? You know, um, how's your appetite? Uh, all of these things might be signs of um, of mental health issues, um, which they may be able to identify first in their body physically before even themselves making the connection to what's going on in their little minds. I imagine back to school is an anxious time no matter what. And this year, kids will be going back to school, back to class. It's going to change a little bit. Um, it must be an anxious time no matter what. So probably a time to be on on fairly high alert no matter what. Yeah, I think that's so right. Um, it's so important to listen and to talk and to hear how your child is feeling. And there may not be much of a solution to it, but it, it would be very important even just to hear your child's worry and acknowledge it so that they get comfortable telling you about how they're feeling and see how you respond to the expression of of emotion. And you could even share some of your own emotion about how you're feeling about going back to work. Many people will be going back into the office, perhaps who haven't been before. Um, So sharing that feeling of anxiety or worry is often a way to relieve some of that anxiety. We're speaking with the CEO of the Canadian Mental Health Association, Margaret Eaton, about back to school 2022. It's always a anxious time for kids uh, of all ages. It's particularly given all that's happened over the past few years. We're also talking about the importance of sleep when it comes to maintaining good mental health. Um, I know that you have a campus campus peer support program uh, that you're launching. Tell me how that works and, and, and what it entails. Yes, we're so delighted that Sleep Country Canada is making a donation of $100,000 towards our campus peer support program. And the program really came about because we were concerned about university students, especially through COVID, where we knew that uh, on campus there was a lot of anxiety and a lot of mental health issues. So the campus program is um, developing tools and resources to help students become peer supporters. So this whole movement of peer support, I think, is fantastic and it's growing. It's the idea that if you've experienced a mental health or substance use challenge, you have some vital um, skills that you can share and experiences that you can share with someone who's been going through a very similar thing. So we've been working on creating a training program, creating tools and resources for students in five campuses across the country so that we can have Students help students, and we're so grateful for Sleep Country for helping us to do that. What does that look like um, on the ground? So people, for example, students who had trouble with sleep and who found solutions to it can then help other students? Yeah, and people with mental illness. Um, So um, we're reaching out on these campuses to create a core group of students who we can then train. So it's people who feel comfortable talking about their own issues, um, whether that be with anxiety, depression, eating disorders, substance use, um, any of those areas. Then we train them up and then we offer those services of those students to other students to come and meet with them one-on-one to get support in their recovery journey. And I think one of the beauties I think of COVID is that people are more willing to talk about their mental health challenges. Um, I, I think because so many people experienced anxiety during the pandemic, somehow it's reduced stigma. 
So we're really hoping that rather than suffering in silence, students will come forward and work with a peer supporter, with someone who's just like them, who's experienced what they've experienced, to actually um, get the benefit of the conversation that you can have with someone who's your age, who's come up with some solutions and is on a recovery journey. I know that companies have done the same. There's often uh, mental health peer support within organizations now that yeah. someone has been trained for this. It's a, it's an excellent idea. So where are you rolling out this this uh, peer support program specifically? And I guess students who aren't in on those campuses can always reach out to you or to one of their provincial CMHAs to to ask about this, right? Right. So we're rolling it out in the University of Prince Edward Island, University of New Brunswick, New Brunswick, Trent University in Peterborough, Medicine Hat College in Medicine Hat, Alberta, and the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. Those are our pilot sites, but there are other CMHA um, campus programs which you can access um, by visiting our website at cmha.ca and then searching for your local CMHA. Back to the issue of sleep, I guess. So if we look at this um, in the broader issue, one of the there's, there are a lot of misconceptions about sleep out there, and I guess they apply to kids as well. And one of them is catching up, um, that, that, that kids are just as vulnerable to not being able, you can't catch up, right, if, you're, uh, if you've missed a lot of sleep. I guess that's another consideration in all this. Right. Yeah, there is that notion that we create a sleep deficit. And you can do a little bit of catching up. You know, some people do that on the weekend where they'll sleep in and then they do actually feel, you know, a little bit better from that. But if you are chronically under uh, under the amount of sleep that you actually need to function, um, it's, it's almost impossible to catch up on that. Um, and you do really need to think seriously about changing your sleep habits. So for uh, students young and old, parents of students young and old, any words of advice as we head into the school year? Clearly, mental health has always has probably never been at the forefront as much as, as it is now. And obviously, the link to sleep is an important one. Mm-hmm. Well, we think it's really important to create a, a solid bedtime routine. And a big part of that is setting a consistent time to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. So for children and youth, this can be tricky in the summer because oftentimes bedtimes you know, can vary. And so you want to back that up a little bit. So rather than waiting for the night before the first day of school, think about getting ready the week before and slowly changing the schedule back to to being a consistent time that will give them enough time to uh, get that good night's sleep before getting up early for school. It's also really important to wind down before uh, getting into bed. So um, having some quiet time together, reading together. And, you know, um, reading as a family doesn't have to stop when a child learns how to read. Um, you can read to your teenager and have that that time together to unwind. Um, having a warm bath or shower has also been shown to really relax the body and prepare for sleep. And then we also think reducing screen time, of course, as we discussed, it's important for your mind to unplug and that technology, the bright light can be very disturbing and doesn't give the brain the right message that it's time to go to bed. So turning off your device is a good idea. And then creating a good sleep environment. So um, be in a comfortable bed in a dark, quiet room. Margaret Eden, um, thank you so much for your time. Again, always important to highlight the issue of mental health as kids head into a new school year. Great. Thank you so much.